I'm Helen Tucker. Welcome to Your Career and You, the podcast. My mission statement is learning to believe in yourself gives inner strength to achieve the impossible. Your journey is all about learning to believe in you, becoming the top consultant and CEO of your own business and taking control of your own career. Your journey starts now. Hello, Winnie. Welcome to Your Career and You, the podcast. I am so pleased to have you join us. And you're based in Kenya and yeah. outside in the, in the park, which is fantastic. Yes. What I'm going to do is I want you to share your story in terms of what you do, and then we will continue the interview by just sharing and me asking you questions about your career development and your business development as well. Thank you very much, Helen. Um, first of all, allow me to say that I'm very happy and I'm, I feel very blessed and privileged to be part of this platform. Um, my official names uh, in Kenya are Ruwini Atieno Okeo. I'm, uh, I'm, a found, I'm the founder and CEO of an organization called Winnie Miriam Foundation, which is based in Kenya. It's an organization that uh, basically focuses on the youth adolescent girls and uh, teen moms, generally in terms of how to improve their education, how to keep the girls in school by providing comprehensive packages to the girls. Uh, in, with comprehensive packages, we mean sometimes we provide financial assistance. We provide them with sanitary towels, which uh, in one way or another, we realized was one of the reasons why girls could not stay in school as well. And we plan to, in future, venture into entrepreneurial skills to support our youth as well. Um, I'm also a mom to three wonderful kids and a wife as well. Uh, it's just good to mention that part as well. Yes. Oh, wow. And it's just amazing. Just that short introduction of what you do is fantastic. Just yes. share with me. How did you actually get involved with the organization? What gave you the incentive, the motivation to start something like this? Uh, honestly speaking, I wouldn't say I've worked in an organization before, but um, I'm always passionate about the youth. I'm passionate about uh, teen girls and having interacted with a few girls within where I stay, which in Kenya, it's somewhere called Eastlands. I was able to see the challenges that the girls go through. I've had sessions with some of the girls uh, when we have our mentorships and training programs. I've been able to see, because when you interact with the girls one-on-one, -on -one, you're able to know the challenges that they face without having to hear these challenges from other people. We've been able to see, even as a result of the COVID, and uh, the schools were closed and girls are at home, but then you'll see that there's an increase in the number of teen pregnancies. If you ask the girls that, why does this happen within your area? The, the reasons that they'll give you is because number one, we have to do it maybe because of, we are looking for food for our families, we have to sustain ourselves, we have to keep ourselves busy. But then out of that, I'm always very passionate about this kind of things. And I'm one person uh, who's, if somebody else has a problem, I will not sleep until I try solving that problem. So these are some of the things that moved me to start my own organization. Another thing that moved me to starting an organization was the fact that 
right now it's very difficult to get a job it's very it has become almost impossible to get a job and i've also been out of the job market for so long but i i thought that uh, if i can be able to do this to change somebody else's life which is also a very a very fulfilling experience for me then i said why not so it's something that i've been doing bit by bit over the years but then this time around i said okay it's time for me to be able to register this and be able to bring more people on board to be able to support us to run our course oh that's brilliant that's fantastic and it's just really it goes to show that you can do other things you've you're making such an impact on these young people's lives and as you've mentioned the pandemic has made it difficult for a lot of people being made redundant, have lost their jobs, can't find jobs. And particularly for young people, you've mentioned the increase in pregnancy and the reasons why this has happened. Again, just share with us some of the specific skills, techniques, or type of information you give to these girls? What support do you offer them? Basically, at this particular moment in time, the kind of support we offer them, we try to, we have mentorship programs where we're able to meet these girls if it's monthly, we've been meeting them monthly, and within the mentorship programs, we're able to teach them how to be able to carry themselves within their specific areas because of the teen pregnancies which have been on the rise we've been doing sexual health education menstrual health education as well because out of the challenges that they come up with being that they're the ones who are in these places they're able to come up with the challenges so with every challenge that they mention we're able to try and look for a solution to the extent that we can so we've been giving them sexual health education menstrual health education coupled with issuing of the sanitary pads the panties for the girls and the, the boxers for the boys because as one of the reasons that came out was we have to go out and whether it's meeting men or sleeping with boys so that we can get money for sanitary towels but it's something that in a way we're able to sort as we teach them the uh, about sexual health education which is something also that parents and the society at large are afraid of talking about so we bring them together, you teach them that this is what sex is, these are the effects, these are the uh, causes and these are the consequences. So from there, at the end of the program, you realize that the girls are able to understand the whole process and they know that if I do this, this will happen. So in a way, it keeps them away from, uh, it, it, it keeps them away from idleness and we're able to keep them active. And then we also have a session where we do, we, we try attaching them to local mentors within their communities. Like that there's somebody who you can either report to or, or who is able to monitor you and mentor you in such a way that we're able to bring out their specific strengths. Uh, that's, that's fantastic. And the, and the fact that you have people within the community who can also guide them and be mentors and coaches mm -hmm. also mm -hmm. help because... One of the questions I wanted to ask you, which you've in a, in a way answered, is what support and resources do you have? And you mentioned mentors. Are there any, any other resources or people who support, who are supporting you develop your organization to help the teenagers? Oh, yeah, we uh, most of uh, we've uh, recently we've been partnering, I've been partnering with another organization 
because uh, I I don't have all the resources myself. So I partner with organizations that where I can get the mental health advocates, where I'll, I'll get the psychologist or the child protection officers. So if I partner with other organizations, I'm able to get all the resources that are needed to be able to handle a particular session. So within every session, I will have a mental speaker, mental health speaker. We'll have a we'll have a social worker. We'll have a psychologist, somebody who can just come and talk to them. We're able to tackle the challenges that they have at length. Then uh, when it comes to acquiring some of these material resources, we work with donations, mostly from family and friends, some of them from my savings. So we're able to reach a bigger number of girls. Yeah. Uh, and it just shows the dedication. You're using your own personal funds as well to, to fund the project also the resources of other local communities and organizations. What is the age range of the teenagers? What's the earliest age and the oldest person involved? The, 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 the youngest girl we have, I think she's nine years old. So we work from between nine to 24, between the ages of nine to 24. But then the, the bigger age group is between 15, is from 15 to 18, because that is where we have the at-risk girls, most of them. Do they sign up on a voluntary basis? How do you actually recruit and retain the, the young people? What happens is when it comes to identification of the girls, most of them we identify them through schools where some, some of the schools have a social, social workers attached to them. So we are able to identify, like, uh, like recently for the one we were doing, we, ha we work with uh, the specific classes. We have from class five, you identify the girls there, class six, class seven, class eight. So depending on the number of girls that you have per class, one thing which is for sure that once a girl comes for the program, the next time she's coming back, she'll come back with a friend. So they'll always bring their friend. So, and then what, what keeps them here is, you know, if you just bring them there, and you're not giving them anything, you're not trying to solve anything, they will go and they will not come back. So that is why when you're having that discussion, let the challenges come from them so that they get to understand that whatever we're talking about, we feel it, we know it. And then at the end of that, we give them sanitary towels and panties so that they know that when we go out there, we know that we're not supposed to do this and this and this because we already have this. So next time, you, you're able to call them back again and they'll be able to come because they'll understand how important this is to them and what they'll be able to get at the end of it all. That's just amazing because you're teaching one and they're teaching two, then it's four, yeah. then it's eight, so it yeah. builds up that network. Yeah. How are the parents involved? Do you do any training or support with the parents alongside the teenagers? At the moment, we've not started with the parents just yet. It's a program that we're still working on. So we are trying to organize how we're able to get the uh, parents on board as well, such that we're able to train them that you, uh, they need to take care of their kids, they need to understand the importance of education and uh, such like things. So it's something that we're still working on. It's something that we're still trying to put in place to see how we'll be able to bring them on board. Willie, you're amazing. And... With this program, I know it's making a significant impact. So I want to ask you, in terms of your own personal challenges and successes, what is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? 
to start to answer that question, I would say that uh, it has taken years for me to wake up and say, now today I want to start my organization. It's time I believe myself I can do this. Uh, one of my biggest failures has been trying to try everything. I've been out there trying to, I want to, uh, I wanted to venture into almost every field because I felt like I could, I could do it. But uh, to some extent, I realized that I was wasting a lot of time because I was, I ended, I ended up doing so many things that I was not passionate about. And I, I, it might not look as a failure, but at this particular point, if I look at it, I look at it in terms of if at all I was able to make a decision earlier and stick to maybe one part or something that I was passionate about, then I would have made a lot of progress. I've been able to learn so far out of my journey. I've learned that it's, I, I need to focus. I need to uh, be clear on what my goals are. And I need to be able to stick to my goals without being diversing to different ways, which bring a lot of confusion. Oh, that's really wise wise advice and some real gems there because again having that insight into yourself gives you a sense of ownership and focus so it's really good that to recognize some of the failures can be lessons learned which is brilliant so what's one thing you wish you had known when you began your career when i began my career there are a lot of things i wish i had known I wouldn't lie to you about that. There are a lot of things I wish I would have known. But one thing I wish I had known is the kind of uh, competency skills that were needed when I was being released into the job market. There are a lot of things that I didn't know. I only stuck to um, what the, the, the paper that I had from school. That is all. I didn't know that I needed to get other different courses to supplement whatever kind of career that I wanted. Secondly, I wish I had known that I was supposed to do almost 100 applications a day to get a job, to be able to widen my scope. I didn't know that. I honestly, because me, I, would, I already applied, so let me sit back and wait, which really didn't work well for me. If, if I knew I would have been doing 100 applications a day and sitting back, that would have widened my scope and given me more uh, opportunities or even space to get a job as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so again, it's now looking at you building up your organization, some of the things that you can actually implement, some of the skills that you've learned, which is, which is fantastic. So what advice would you give someone who wanted to pursue a similar career or looking at the, your, a similar organization to yourself? What advice would you give them? Uh, for somebody who maybe wants to venture into maybe, let me say, the NGO world or wh whichever career that you're aspiring to go to, uh, I would advise, number one, I would tell the person, it takes time to settle in a job market. It takes commitment and determination. It's not a one-month thing. It will take you time. And it's a bottoms-up kind of environment where whatever efforts that you put into your work is what leads to building what you will have in future in terms of your career, how you relate to people, how you're going to relate to your, the people within your space. That one helps a lot. Uh, I would also advise somebody who is looking to pursue in my kind of environment. It's never easy. 
it's a very rough path. It's a very, today, there are always high, high and lows. Today, you'll have the finances to do it. Tomorrow, you will not. But I would just say you keep your head high and look to the goal, the end goal. What, what do you want to achieve with whatever you're doing? How do you want to impact on people's life with your career? Because your career is not only for yourself. There are people who look uh, up to you and say, I want to be like uh, so-and-so. I want to be like Winnie. I want to be like Helen. So with your career, how are you able to impact on other people? Even as somebody plans to start a career, let them identify what is their goal. How committed will they be, not only to the goal, but to the process as well. So you have to be committed to the process. Have to, you have to be clear about your goals and your purpose. You have to know how competent. And also collaborations are very important. You need people to prosper. You need people to move to the next step. So you need to know how do you create that circle where you're able to move from point A to point B without having to interfere or without having to snob other people as well. Really, really excellent points because, again, this is something that employers or even the skills that you do need to start mm -hmm. up an organization or to navigate your way around career development is having those soft skills, having mm -hmm. good communication skills, networking yeah. skills, having goals that you've mentioned and how to yeah. execute those goals is critical. You having that insight I know that you're passing those skills and experiences onto those young girls, which is absolutely fantastic. What are the resources that have helped you along the way? I've had my own social circle. I would say I've had very uh, supportive people around me. I've had a group of people who are always there for me. So that's why I said collaboration is very important. The people who will able, be able to understand your dreams what you want and how you want to achieve them and will always be there to support you. Secondly, education is very important. I'm always looking to improve myself in every way possible. Through, uh, we have free online classes. Some, sometimes I, I, I have my people around who I'll go to, I call them my mentors. So I'll, 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 I'll have them and go and ask questions and I'm like, I don't understand how to do this and this and this. Please help me. So I would say the people around me have been so of so much help to me. My education as well, I would really push on that as well because the knowledge that I've amassed over the few, and in a way, it's direct how I'm able to act. I would also talk about uh, the collaborations that I have with different organizations. I'm able to see how they work, what they do, and whatever I don't understand, I'm able to get it from them that this one is usually done this way or this one you can exploit in a different way. So that one has been very helpful to me. When it comes to how we finance our operations and maybe our activities, I deal with donations uh, either from friends, from family, and from my savings as well. So, so that is how we've been operating for the longest time now. So on, on that note, in terms of raising resources and finance, how can people get in contact with you or know more about your organization? We have a Facebook page called uh, Winnie Miriam Foundation. We have an Instagram page as well called Winnie Miriam Foundation. Or you can also as well on my personal uh, Instagram page, it's called Winnie Miriam. So you can reach us on any of those handles. 
just search Winnie Miriam Foundation, you'll be able to get us there. Our website as well is called wmfkenya.com. What I will do as part of the Your Career and You podcast and YouTube, mm -hmm. I will I'll put up all of the information so our viewers and listeners will be able to contact you and know more about your organization, which is doing brilliantly. What does taking control of your career mean to you? My career, taking control of my career, I would, I would, I would sum that up in terms of the seven C's of, uh, I, call them, I would call them the seven C's of goal achievement or something. But to be taking control of my career comes uh, as how clear is my goal? How clear is my purpose? How clear is my vision? And then how committed am I to whatever thing that I want to achieve? What efforts do I put in every day, every morning and every evening to be able to achieve it? And in, in, in order to achieve my main goal, what other activities am I doing? Because I learned to ce celebrate every small win and every small achievement, so long as it's an activity that leads towards my achieving my bigger goal. The, I also bring in the aspect of collaboration because there's no, you, don't, you really don't have a career as one person. Because if you look at almost every successful person, there's somebody who helped you along the way. My career is all about clarity, commitment, collaboration, my confidence and my courage in what I do. And how competent am I with what I do? Do I know my work and how do I know it? And what am I doing each and every single day to be able to achieve or to better myself towards becoming a better person in my career? And how does my career change and improve people who are around me and people who are within my space? Winnie, you are making an impact. You've certainly made an impact on me. You're making an impact on the women in, as part of our women group and also those young people who really need your support and help. And I thank you. I thank you for being you. You're blessed. And thank you so much for sharing and really invaluable insight of your work and your personal achievements and successes. Thank you. Thank you very much, Helen. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Your Career and You, the podcast. The career and business tips shared by our guest was certainly inspirational, informative, and insightful. For more tips on how you can take control of your career and business, subscribe to our next series of Your Career and You, the podcast. You can also visit our website for more information. So subscribe and take control of your career and you.